Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your haunted host, Jennifer, a professional medium and a teller of ghost stories. Tonight, dear guest, we're going to take a deep breath and explore a haunted basement or two. And as always, after exploring the spooky, there's time for the spiritual as well. I have a fascinating spirit reading to share with you this evening with my latest podcast guest. And check out the message from the spirit segment after that, because the message coming through could be for you. That's later on in the podcast. But for now, grab a candle. Be careful on the stairs. We're going down to the basement. My sister and I were staying the evening with my mother. She lived in one of those creepy old farmhouses in the country. We had been there on several occasions and never had anything out of the ordinary happen. I'm a smoker and one night it was really cold and I didn't want to stand outside. My sister and I decided to go down into the basement and sit by the wood burner to keep warm. Next to the room where we were sitting was a closet-sized room that was once used as a fruit cellar. That small room's shelves were lined with dusty old canning jars. My sister and I were talking when we heard a very odd little commotion in that room. We stopped to listen, assuming It was a mouse. We could hear the jars being moved slightly. We could hear tinkling as if someone was examining the jars in there. We went into the room to investigate. What we saw truly terrified us. There was a cloudy black figure in the upper left-hand corner of the room. It seemed to just be suspended there. We wanted to flee the room, but we were unable to move. It was as if we were frozen or held against our will. The figure seemed to be looking at the jars, but it never moved. It didn't have the form of a body, almost like a shadow of blackness, very thick blackness. We finally turned and ran from the basement and to this day will not go back into her home. I found this very scary and something I never believed in. Now, I have to believe. My story starts about two years ago when I first started dating my current fiancé. We were down in his parents' basement that was recently converted to a second TV room. We were lying on the couch watching Lord of the Rings. 
My fiancé had fallen asleep, but I wasn't tired yet, so I continued to watch the movie. All of a sudden, I could see someone in the corner of my eye. I turned towards the basement door, and there was a shadow of a tall, thin man. I could tell he was looking at me, and all I could feel was dread. Time seemed to stretch, and it seemed like forever, but the shadow man faded and disappeared. I didn't see him again until a few months later. I was babysitting my little brother for the night at the house. He was sound asleep next to me on the same couch when I heard breathing behind me. I turned, but I didn't see anyone in the basement with me. I tried to ignore it. That was until I could feel the breath on my neck. I heard a man's voice say hello, and terror coursed through me. I grabbed my brother and ran upstairs to the guest room. We spent the rest of the night up there. The next day, I went to my college class as usual, and my fiancé watched my brother for me for that hour and a half. When I arrived back home, I noticed the basement couch was moved. He told me that while I was gone, the couch just moved by itself. This frightened me even more. I'm afraid the activity in the basement is becoming stronger and more frequent. My brother is afraid to come to the house, and I'm afraid of being alone. Every day, I hear voices talking when no one is there. I have vowed to not go into the basement anymore. This is one of those friend-of-a-friend stories, but it's from my friend who is a credible source and doesn't particularly dabble in paranormal stuff. This took place around London, England. The woman who originally told the story lived north of London and said the events occurred in a small village south of her village. It involved a man who lived there who did odd jobs around town. He was a simple man, but skilled and handy. This friend of a friend had the man come to her and her husband's cottage to do some work in the basement, some carpentry work, I believe. The couple went out for the day, leaving him to do his work. When they returned, they went to the basement to see how he had done. They found him horribly beaten and yelling incoherently. They immediately took him to the hospital to be examined and cared for, frightened and wondering what happened to the man while in the basement. 
They had come home to find the house locked and undisturbed. After being in the hospital for a while and finally calmed down, he explained what had happened. As he was going about his work, and he swore this to be true, a band of Roman soldiers came driving through with chariots and horses, running him down in the process. The doctors at the hospital said that the injuries he sustained were consistent with those that would occur if one was run down by such a thing. In addition, he gave a full account of the soldiers' appearances, what they were wearing, their weapons, in full detail. That information was later checked out against historical records, and his accounts were dead accurate. Add into the mix that this was a simple-minded man, not prone to stories or lying, and it seems quite impossible that he had made up the story. And yet, no other explanation has ever come to light. When I was very young, we lived in a house that had the usual ghost activity, hearing footsteps or hushed voices in the next room. But the really interesting thing was the basement door. It would open on its own. I'm not talking an inch or two when you close another door nearby. I mean it would swing full open like someone was walking through it. By the time I was learning to walk, my dad was really concerned I would fall down the steps, so he went down into the basement and said, to no one in particular, that he had a young daughter upstairs, and could they please be careful with the door. Ever since then, the basement door would open and then slowly shut on its own. Do you have a personal ghost story you would like to tell me? I may share it on the podcast. Email me at speaknow at italktoghosts.com. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm with my guest this evening, Jasmine. Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out. So let's fill everyone in. Um, You reached out because the message from the spirits resonated with you. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was um, your episode that you released on, was it Thursday or Friday last week? Mm -hmm. and you were talking about a husband that had passed away. He was retired. Um, he liked to golf. He um, had a message for his wife who um, 
just that, you know, she can have a fruitful life, even though he's gone. Um, so all of those things sounded very familiar to me, to be honest. And I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe I need to reach out, you know, take a chance and see what happens. Yeah. Well, I, I did a little prep work in regards to that because that message was a little unique because I said, you know, if this resonates, make sure to contact me because it felt like there was a little bit more there. And, you know, I've, I've got my notes here and, um, you know, I was reaching out to him a bit. It's like, okay, you know, your, your husband's dad. And he immediately said, I'm also a proud grandparent. So do you, do you have kids? I I do. He, he has, um, four grandkids. Okay. Cause yep. he was like, I'm also a very proud grandpa, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, uh, he seemed like he was a, a big, he was a go-getter. You know, he had a lot of energy. Um, was, I don't know how well you knew him, but was he an active guy? Oh my gosh. Um, sorry. It's okay. He had more energy. Than I had, than my husband had. He was just mm -hmm. this force of nature. Yeah, I wrote down strong. Everyone thought he'd go on forever. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, and that his passing was was actually rather shocking. And and um, I usually don't go into how someone passed, but I was thinking heart attack, but someone was saying sh stroke to me. Um, I don't know if either of those things are relevant. <sighs> So um, there's a little bit of mystery around mm -hmm. that because um, they said it, he had an enlarged heart mm -hmm. um, and that was a symptom, but we don't actually know what caused the enlarged sure. heart. And he was, um, he was, he was a retired um, doctor in the military and he okay. was running on base on his lunch break and he just collapsed. Mm -hmm. So, um, we, we really don't know ultimately exactly what it was, mm -hmm. but it was a, definitely a shock to all of us, to everyone yeah. who knew him. Yeah. I am so sorry for your loss. We talked about him being a very loving husband. What he showed me with, uh, your mother-in-law was, uh, her walking and he had, you know, his, his arm behind her back, like, you know, you know, how, how we can do that where it's like, oh honey, you know, just very, um, just very loving and, and focused and, and attention giving, like with ever, anything she need, like the kind of person who would pull your chair out for you and make sure you had, you know, you know, just a gentleman type. And I could tell he was really intelligent. <clears throat> I was thinking, I was actually thinking doctor. So I'm not surprised that, um, uh, that, that you mentioned that, um, with, and he's also saying that your husband, um, what's your husband's name? Seth. Seth. He's also saying that he's complimenting Seth. He says Seth is a very smart guy and also kind of a creative person as well. Is that true? That is 100% true. Okay. He's just, he's very, he has a lot of pride and love for his family and, and it's yes. really coming through. Getting into the active, seeing a little nod to like water sports and stuff and, and a life jacket. My my husband's brother lives up in New York, and they have his in laws have a cabin um, up at Lake Sockandaga, and they would go for the Fourth of July every year up there. Um, my mother in law and father in law, and and Aaron, his brother, and his wife, 
Um, so they would, they would jet ski and, okay. um, and they would, they would take the boat out and that sort of thing. So that might be what that is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did he have a favorite office or den or space in his house? Every house that they lived because they moved around for the military while he was still in the military um, until they retired or he retired, he would always have a basement area um, or like kind of like it wasn't necessarily a man cave, but right. um, he was very big into poker as well. So wherever he okay. had his poker table was his I wrote down place. cards, too. I wrote down yeah. cards, wow. too. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, he brought up the space where he's like, oh, they'll know me from this. I always like to have my special space. That was like my retreat area where mm -hmm. like, you know, just claim your space kind of thing. Do you have sons? I have two. Okay. Does anyone want a pet lizard? Oh, my gosh. Um, You, you, I don't know if you're talking about my boys. I um, okay. have brothers who have pet lizards. Okay. Because I was being shown pet lizards, just yeah. kind of like that family connection. I was like, is it your boys? Is this, because it, it felt like this would be a new thing, but, um, but yeah, they're in the family already. <laughs> yep. But I wonder if in the future, if maybe your boys might be influenced by that a little bit or yeah, maybe, maybe as long as they're not rats, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with lizards. <laughs> okay, let me let me describe him a little bit. This is how I saw him: whitish hair and a really nice smile, like Hallmark movie smile. He is a very good looking dude. Yes, <laughs> and his his smile lit up the room for sure. A little side note that came in: I like to light. A little incense before uh, a session. Got my little little mini cauldron full of incense here. And I immediately got the impression that someone hated cigarette smoke. Uh, my mother-in-law got mad at my father-in-law one time for smoking cigars because she absolutely hated the smell okay. and, and the health aspects of it. So Yeah, maybe it was a nod to that conversation. But sometimes like it, it's funny because I'll be doing something and then it's almost like what I'm doing or what I'm thinking will be an in for someone to come in and say, oh, yeah, by the way, let's piggyback on this thought a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just kind of interesting that way. Uh, I don't I don't think I've ever shared that before, but sometimes that happens um, in regards to your mother in law. Um the message that he had for her, well, the message he kind of had for everyone was <sighs> he knows it was really sudden and that um, it, it felt like sorry that things were left unsaid, but he can hear you, you know, and his message for your mother-in-law was, um, yeah, to, to celebrate life to just pour your love into everything. There's so much more to still experience. And, and, you know, he's acknowledging that this has been really hard for her. This is a foundational loss. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, he just wants to encourage her to celebrate life by, and just pouring love into everything she does and um, just really living life, living life. 
Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Now, uh, a message that I got for you, someone was giving you the advice to pay attention. How do you talk to yourself? We're not always the best friend to ourselves inside our head. We talk to ourselves in ways that we would never talk to a good friend of ours. Right. And, and it's important that, um, we're just kind to ourselves on the inside with our thoughts. Does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. And with that, um, if there are beliefs that you picked up along the way in life that are kind of just not jiving with you or making you measure yourself in a way that doesn't even make sense, but you're still holding yourself to it or, or just any kind of expectations of who you should be or what you're not doing right or blah, 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 blah. You just get that out of there. Just, you know, if, if it's not serving you, get rid of it. We, at a very early age, we decide what a successful adult is, what a successful relationship is, who I am as this role, this role, this role. And then when we grow up and we can't make those things fit, it's like, what's wrong with me? And it's like, nothing's wrong with you. You just developed a belief that doesn't fit you. You know, and it's like, what, what makes you happy? What is life to you? What do you want to be? And like support yourself through that. Right. And then it says, shape, create, and grow. Does that all resonate for you? It does. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm glad I could deliver that message for you and also, um, bring in your father-in-law a little bit. And sometimes things pop in after a reading for me, and I would be happy to reach out and, and, um, continue to discuss that with you too. Yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. This has been really great. You seem like you have a very lovely family. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time and, um, it would be great to, to get together again in the future. Absolutely. We will definitely set that up. Awesome. Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening for someone listening to the podcast. So what I do for this segment is I ground and center, clear my mind, and create an open space for a spirit to come forward. And this evening, a woman has joined me. She's showing me that she was your older sister and that uh, growing up, you did have a great childhood together. You really did. She's acknowledging that. But she's also acknowledging that as you both grew older, she had a little bit of a difficult personality in life. And uh, she wasn't always, to be honest, the kindest to you. She 
was diagnosed with cancer and eventually did pass away from this and even throughout that whole process she's admitting she didn't handle it quite properly she kind of pushed friends and family away and was in denial about it herself a little bit and having passed over she can see the clarity of the situation now and just wants to acknowledge that she wasn't the best she could have been but she did love you she's showing me that your family is from maine she's showing me the ocean rough ocean actually and i wouldn't be surprised if your family has some kind of tie to the marine type businesses up there in maine and her message for you this evening is she wants to tell you things that she never told you uh, in life. Things, words of encouragement that are valued from a big sister. She thinks that you are so creative and so talented and you're able to just manifest the life that you want. And she really admires that and wants to encourage that in you. And... Really, I see her cheering you on like she's throwing you a parade. She's just so proud of you. She really regrets that she didn't express that better in life, but she hopes you understand, and I think you do, that your sister had a difficult life. She had a lot of challenges. She just had a lot of things that she had to deal with, and then with cancer on top of it, there was just never time for her to heal or be the person that she hoped to evolve into one day. And she just really wants to express how much she absolutely loves you and is so proud of you and is cheering you on from the other side. I think I'm going to leave it at that. If this message connects for you, I would love to know. So please reach out if it does. Thank you. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed these spooky basement stories that I shared with you this evening. Do you have a haunted basement? I don't know if I want to go visit it, but I would love to hear about it. In the meantime, wherever you wander off to, in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com slash ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!